0: The Protect Your Neck Podcast, inaugural episode of the Live MMA Chat, covering everything from COVID-19's effect on the sport, to movie recommendations for quarantine. Strap in. Hot air hangs like a dead man, from a white oak tree, people sitting on porches, thinking how things used to be, dark night. It's a dark night. dark night. It's a dark night. All right. Apparently, I'm live. So, let me share this link out to Twitter since I am, of course, late. For those of you who are familiar with me, Daniel Tom, and my work, Protect Connect podcasts, usually a little bit late there. And Maybe a little behind the scenes late sometimes at MMA Junkie where you can find, of course, the bulk of my work. I'm going to share this and we will get on with the topics and hopefully some of y'all will join. And we'll chat. We got Cage Warriors 113 going on right now. I'm going to have it playing in the background. And... um so we'll be uh, discussing that. We're about midway through the card, still kind of in the earlier prelims. Uh, I didn't really have many takes to give you anyways, so the lateness didn't affect that. In case you were defending me on for like some Cage Warriors pick. As, as you know, usually I just break down uh, UFC and Bellator's big fights as far as the Protect Unite podcast goes. So I wasn't going to offer that anyways. Just more talking about um, Cage Warriors as well as the UFC's commitment for content right now. Uh, the pros and mainly cons that are being discussed about it, right, um, and whatnot. Uh, we're also going to be discussing, you know, the current state of MMA media, how that's affecting me. Others um, kind of touched on it, the trends we probably would start to seeing. We are seeing, you know, those trends. Everybody's putting their proverbial thinking caps on uh, and whatnot. We're going to have some Tony and Khabib musings because um, I-, I did go through and, and, and uh, push through on a project on that. We'll, we'll talk about that more. And uh, quarantine movie wrecks. That's right. I got seven for you regular movies, kind of like in general movies all over, like some foreign films, some hipster picks, some cl- classic stupid action. And then I got seven martial arts, uh, like straight up martial arts, uh, movies because this is kind of a martial arts uh, podcast. And it's going to be an extension of that. This will be kind of titled live chat number one, but I'm going to um, transfer these episodes over to the Protect Your Deck podcast feed, which of course is on iTunes. You could subscribe for free. Go to mixedmartialanalyst.com, my hosting site for the podcast and all things, as well as uh, click-through links like Amazon, which I'm sure we're all using right now, as well as Onnit, which I hope you're using because they've got really sweet vitamins and you know products and whatnot. Um, it's just your basic click-through setup. You go to mixedmartialanalyst.com, you click through those things, and a little bit gets kicked back to that program. So if you're already subscribing to the podcast, which is free, um, All these YouTube content will be there and et cetera. I'm actually going to take the audio of like breakdown shows, probably just put a you know, probably just put like the protecting Our podcast logo on there for the YouTube in- image. But I realize a lot of you use YouTube. So it's been long time coming. Let's make a silver lining, you know, out of this crazy situation with the COVID-19 coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. And um, let's get some things done. So as people pile into the chat, I'm trying not to be too repetitive. Uh, as we push on, and of course, finally, we will end with your questions. Um, just go ahead and ask away. I, I will. Uh, I, I will get to them. Get to them in the chat there. So, all right, uh, all righty. Okay, three minutes in. Let's start. Pretty much um, as we're starting now, I'm gonna share from uh, one account, and I'm gonna pull up Cage Warriors one one three. Of course, going down um, in England right now. And uh, apologize. This is what happens when you don't have a producer and you're, you're a one-man show. But that's that's everybody's boat now. Even if they have producers, I think everybody is, you know, uh, if they're not thinking about or, you know, getting over the procrastination like me and making a makeshift studio, I know, very MMA-centric, right? I know. I, this was the only posters I could find. And until um, I get a better setup, I figured let's just, you know, let's keep with contrarian Dan Tom. Let's go non-MMA. Let's go movies. People think this is a film review podcast or something if you just tune in. Hey. Shouts to IPA J J F. Going to be cutting down on the IPAs too. That'll be a good thing with this whole quarantine. That's one thing I didn't buy was more beer. So just whatever is in the fridge. Um. <clears throat> okay. Let's see here. I go this share. People are piling in now, so I uh, apologize for this though. So. All right. I'm going to have Cage Warriors pulled up. So if there's any fun action. We'll see, but I got to make sure this volume is turned down because, uh, you know, don't want any of that. I mean, complain what you will. It's, it's kind of hard not to watch live fights. Usually, you know, we're, we're so inundated with events with fight pass and all these things we are like, ah, it's just cutting through a machete, but now it's just like, we're grasping for straws at content. So I definitely understand people as far as, you know, if you're on that side of things, um, you know, however that being said, uh, that being said, uh, obviously I think we've seen a lot of people change tunes starting from the beginning of the week with even our president, even though he kind of never changes tune. He always kind of has a certain tune about him, uh, whether you love it or mainly hate it. Um, so, so you can tell even when people like that start shifting tune, uh, of course, um, Dana White followed suit in his own way, which we'll talk about. In fact, uh, just today, um, all the outlets pretty much have it now. I I don't know who sourced it. I think it was just off of Kamaru Usman's Instagram, but like Kamaru and Dana did a live chat apparently. And he kind of was just digging into, you know, the MMA media. And I've seen this um, echoed with a lot of people, not just Dana, I'm not cutting them slack. Uh, i not saying to agree with them because I don't straight up um, or agree with people that are getting on cases going, you hey, know, you're you're weak, you're, you're, you know, P-O-S-S-Y. Wow. Now you can't even spell the word. Um, You get it. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of that. And um, again, I understand from the selfish point of view of wanting content, but like things are more important. We're all kind of being affected here. It's going to suck financially for everybody. And I think that's what everybody needs to realize. Um, And when, you know, Dana says comments like, in regards to the MMA media, like these people don't take care of people. Uh, have people to take care of. Uh, obviously, I know what he means. He he means that you know most of us in MMA media aren't in charge of you know X amount of employees. I get that's what he means. However, it, it comes off so ignorant and, and blind within the even within the context of with everything else he said. I'm not going to be one of those people that just let's take things out of context and just throw whatever we can at Dana because like that's what's cool. Like no, this is it's not about what's cool right now. It's about What's right, what the facts are, and what side of history do you want to be on when things um, when, when, when things are, are are said and done with, for better or worse, right? Not that anything's definitive, but you get what I'm saying, you know. When when it was the civil rights era, or certain things like I'm sure we all have relatives who maybe you know, God rest their soul, probably still use you know racial nomenclatures that aren't quite appropriate of today. I'm not saying that in splitting hairs. I'm just saying in general, you want to be like on the right side of history Um, and um, on the right side of history. And um, pretty much. Yeah, uh, this is one of those interesting times. And it's not so much, again, about right and wrong, because I'd be pretending if if I had all the right answers. But I will tell you this. I, I think it'd be better on the side of playing things safe. Um, especially when you just, when, 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 you know, we're just seeing the, the, these numbers and I'm not going to, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any authoritative figure. So I'm not going to get too into the COVID-19 from that. There's plenty on your timelines that can terrorize you on your own time. I'm going to try to keep this tied and tethered to MMA as possible. What is up you savages, Danish Khan? the sound of violence. Cheers. Speaking of, uh, uh, the other podcasts, Sound of Violence, shout to those guys. Um, sometimes I catch myself almost like overly shouting podcasts. I'm a terrible businessman. And I'm just trying to be a nice guy, but their job, they actually review podcasts. So go check them out if you're into that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's good to see you guys uh, popping in here. Um, and again, just leave questions in the chat. We'll get to them. But yeah, tackling essentially the UFC and even Cage Warriors, since that's relevant, that's going on right now, uh, them pushing through. Again, I saw less of this. So I definitely don't want to take Graham Boylan out of text, but you know, I did see, you know, headlines and snippets out there where he's essentially, you know, comparing and analogizing by, you know, saying, you know, the subway stations um, in London are still open. So why, why, shouldn't we or something to that effect? And that's just, it's really tough to take things seriously. And you guys know my, my deal on USADA and how I feel about anybody that operates under the guise of safety. They're a usually not looking out for safety, And B, they're trying to justify their jobs. And when they're trying to justify their jobs with safety, it's a really bad thing. And I don't talk about this with just athletic commissions, USADA. Um, Probably one of the longest jobs I had was in construction, doing everything from digging ditches, uh, laborer, painter, insulation that probably took, you know, doing wall insulation that probably took years off my life. Eventually did a lot of supervision and project managing, numbers, budgets. Etc. And unfortunately, that has to deal with dealing with OSHA and other governing committees again that are there for the guise of safety, but it's usually just some overpaid dimwit with his thumb up his nose, um, watching you spot weld, uh, and he doesn't even know how to fucking spot weld. Uh, pardon my French. So that you know, it, it, I have a very distaste for many different measures. You know, you know, people within the construction company when things started going capsizing in our 2008 bubble economic bust we had here in the United States. Boy, you had people kind of justifying their jobs, going, you know, hey, we don't got enough room for project managers. I'll be a safety manager, and I'll teach everybody how to use a ladder, and I'll waste 30 minutes of my crew's workday when I have jobs to get done. So, yeah, needless to say, Dan Tom, not a fan of people operating under the guise of safety, especially under times like this. Uh, Michael Fidel, one of my favorite up-and-coming MMA journals, a, a really good one, even for you that hate the MMA journals. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we're, we're not all bad people. Don't don't listen to Dana White there. So, Shouts to him. Good to see him in the chat. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, and, and and don't worry, this won't be the shout out hour. This is like this is a new kid with his toy. So I'm like, oh, hey, people. Hey, and, and I think that's the bigger picture to keep in mind is is other people here and other people's perspectives. It's easy to focus on our jobs, especially when you have, again, not trying to defend Dana White here, when you when you have you know that many people depending on you. Um, and whatnot. But yeah, it's, it's really, it's really tough. Um, I'm I, hey, look, I'm a fan of the UFC. Um, I, my job depends on this. If they don't put content, I don't have things to cover. It makes my job more difficult. So if anything, I should be rooting. I should be on the Dana White train. So it's not that I'm coming at them personally or not understanding. I just don't agree. And I think whether you agree with him, whether you agree with me, whether you agree with whoever you want to agree with, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to fight that fight. I just think it's important to understand people's perspective i talk about this on the protecting neck podcast a lot um it's something that kind of serves us well during these times and just in general because we don't do it it's not about agreeing it's about understanding you never have to agree at least with me i'm never going to ask you with that here but if we can better understand each other and there's just not a lot of that so uh, from leadership down whether it's you know presidents of countries or organizations. So hopefully we see more things like that. Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but definitely props to Bellator. As I've said before, I've become more of a fan of what Bellator is doing Uh, and Scott Coker. And I think his record kind of shows that you can see why a lot of these fighters who have been in a long time always spoke with a reverence. I mean, even when they're under contract with UFC, these were not uh, uncommon things to see. Um, so I don't think he's doing it just for the woke, uh, pat on the back. I just think that was a good move by Scott, uh, out of the, out of the kindness of his heart. And it would be awesome to see the bigger companies do the same, you know, I'm not going to go into the same Whole Foods rant, but that's another company I work for. And I saw their kind of corporate changeover when, uh, when Mackey over there went from, uh, you know, a liberal woke guy to like, you know, conscious capitalism and, you know, being, you know, a right winger in disguise. And I'm not either left or white, right? Folks don't, don't. Rate, lower your pitchforks i'm just saying again people doing under the guise of things is what i don't like it's not you like whatever you want just be genuine and think of other people whereas mackie now coming out with these things saying hey you know whole foods employees you guys can pull your pto wages um and and, and you know look out for each other uh because we're exposing you guys on the front lines hopefully they follow suit i saw some states like michigan trying to get grocery store workers uh, classified as government workers you know so they get free child care I'm all for that and uh, as someone who used to be a grocery worker who was denied benefits when I got this bad concussion that sent me over to the MMA media, my, my corporate job was actually handling um, the registers and accounts at one of the local Whole Foods here in Vegas and training for my second amateur fight. That's right, Dana White. And I know you criticize a bunch of media. Some of us have actually fought. Um, some of us have actually spent their whole lives in martial arts competing and still deal with health issues because of it neither here nor there. And uh, you got companies as well. Speaking of poor leadership, like Whole Foods, they actually spent money to even just deny me like Cobra insurance. And I actually, not only was I insured, I paid extra money to be insured because I was competing in jujitsu, MMA, et cetera at the time. So I'm very familiar uh, with adverse times and companies choosing not to take care of people um, and tethering that again, back within martial arts. So Props to all the people out there, if you're watching, if you're one of those people who your job, you're in one of those weird places right now where like you kind of got to go to work and we don't know where our paycheck, which is kind of everybody to a certain extent, except like for someone like me, I'm actually lucky. Like I was actually, you know, I actually you know face issues that some many do when you spend too much time in and I, I kind of already had to kind of deal with these problems. And instead of complaining about them now, I'm like, wow, maybe this is like preparation for social isolation time. So I'm definitely not going to start complaining about my job i'm still going to be creating content uh the mma junkie we're still going to be creating content so be sure to keep it locked there for for uh for things to come trust me i can't tell you everything but things are in the works i just shot um a special project that i've been trying to shoot in regards to i'm going to push down as we're talking about mma media because tony and Khabib is right below that in our sections that i went through off the top I'm not going to repeat for brevity here but uh, but yeah, I mean, I even shot a special um, points of interest uh, video um, for things on, on Tony and Khabib because, again, yeah, it's not a prediction, but it's nothing like a breakdown or anything like that. It's nothing definitive because let's, let's face it, even though the UFC is doubling down to make that fight happen, um, it's not definitive, right? Nothing's definitive right now, folks. But that being said, if we're going to pick some things to look ahead to, so, so sue me if I want to have fun and look ahead to Tony and Khabib of all the things other than that. Uh, I'm looking at like some history things going to be really diving back into that. We're going to be doing top fives at this channel Um, and as well as more of these live chats, which will be much shorter. We're about 15 minutes in, which is about the halfway mark where I'll be cutting myself off. Uh, So much less ranting on here, folks, just trying to tackle um, a bunch of topics in a somewhat topicless time as the Cage Warriors card streams on Fight Pass. For those interested, that's Cage Warriors 113. Got Darren Stewart at the top of the bill, going against Bartosz Fabinski. It's one of the UFC fights that got transferred over. Uh, other Cage Warriors and notable regional names like Patty Pimlet are on the card, and so on and so forth. Again, I'm really ignorant to that regional scene. There's much better people than me. Hopefully, you are like following like the Sean Sheehans of the world and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, for for any breakdowns um, of, of this card. So, uh, so yeah. But the MMA media, like I said uh, on my last week's episode, again, not here, but episodes will be crossing over and uh, whatever. It'll be, a, it'll be a two-way street. But as I said in the last episode of the Protect Your Neck podcast, it was just I think we're going to see everybody kind of digging through history. And even if we're not MMA media, I think we're all going a little crazy because we're all like going through old clips. I mean, even if you're not like one of the shout-outs out to, at Mr. Honky, by the way, a great follow on Twitter, even if you're not like the Lord Honky Humongous of the world, excuse me. Street Fight Boncho, um, all the composers like you're probably posting stuff or seeing stuff, you know, seeing other people post like a bunch of like old school uh, history stuff. So it's cool. I dig it. Um, I'm definitely going to get into things like that myself. I know everybody's kind of doing historical retrospectives. Uh, I think even even the, uh, I, I saw a tweet of the guys, uh shouts to another podcast, the MMA uh, analysis, uh, those OGs over there. I think they were even talking about like doing retrospectives on cards like watch alongs and um I definitely want to do do the same I know you know again let's just hand out shout outs like we're over. I think the Loudmouth MMA podcast there Keith Schilling and uh Kyle Steele did a good MMA history where they would kind of recap the episode but what I want to do more is like go in chronological order not just UFC we'll do some Bushido, some Pride um I don't know if we'll go like super deep into pancrase or anything we'll see. we'll see how long this lasts. Ah! No, it's good. Um, but I, I do want to do like a mystery science theater thing. Unfortunately, that requires a co-host because I wouldn't dare like punish you guys with m- just just my droning you with my voice. Um so that would be a little trickier uh, as well as obviously top fives, which those things can bounce co-hosts. So they're a little easier to a book. I'm gonna be sending those carrier pigeons out shortly, by the way. So feel free to hit me with top five topics you want to see covered. Um, they will be on this channel, whether they're audio recorded or I get my ish to get together, figure out like things like OBS. Or maybe I go back and bite the bullet for Wirecast because that's what I used when I was doing the production for Junkie Radio. Uh, however, I looked and those programs cost like a lot of money. So if anybody knows any good programs that they can help me with um, in more ways than one? Hit up your boy at Dan Tom MMA on Twitter. I'll save you the rest of the plugs because the website, the podcast, all the links are on my Twitter homepage. Uh feel free to slide right into those DMs. Um, yeah, all right. So uh yeah, we already talked about Cage Warriors going on. We talked about, you know, UFC's decision and Dana White against the media, I'm not gonna go on a rant there or anything like that. Uh, you know, as far as that, I'm sure. Other people, again, it's not even just me. I mean, you got, you know my dude luke thomas news over there um uh, <laughs> between him and ben folks mma you know with their handsomeness and their grappling savvy i'm sure they could wrangle dana white in a one-on-one you've got the elias Cepedas of the world believe he competed joe young's over at mma fighting shouts to him so i mean there's there's plenty of us who who have uh who've, who've probably trained a, and competed a lot more than all the uh, d-dub over there um and but yeah it's it's but then I'd just be going down the road of a pissing contest and ego, and that's not what it's about. And uh, hopefully Dana can understand that because he really does have a generous side, folks. You know, I worked valet uh, for about you know five years at Caesars. I security encore. I was even the doorman at that like 40th birthday surprise birthday party they had for Dana White, where they had uh, Stone Temple Pilots or whatever play and whatnot. And uh, I escorted a very drunk Dana White to his room, and he tipped me a very generous amount. Um, which I bought a PlayStation with, you know, uh, at the time I remember I was stoked. I can't remember what number it was. This was like over a decade ago, folks, like in a valet, when he would come through, he would give like a hundred dollars to everybody. Um, you hear these stories that even the ones that like, aren't meant to get out of his generosity, like he's not like a completely evil guy. Uh, I just hope we see more of that old Dana. Cause like now would be a great time to see more of that old generous Dana. So to balance it out. Uh, and, and not get into a pissing contest and not just attack people. Even when you're quote unquote in the right, again, back to the understanding people, we don't got to agree with everybody. Let's just, let's just try to be more understanding, look out for one another. All right. Uh, let's push on with quarantine movie wrecks. Um, and, uh, we'll get out of here with your questions. Sound good. Good. 10 minutes left as far as what I wanted to do. So real quick, um, oh, right before quarantine, I just want us to say. Um, on the last note, as far as looking out for one another, and I kind of touched on it. Is just mental health. It's kind of funny. Like most of us are having to get used to quarantine and being at home because we're not used to working at home. Most of us have healthy social lives. Um, for those of you that that, that know me uh, or listen to my stuff, I apologize. Or uh, it's unfortunate for you. Um, you, you know, I, I struggled my bits uh, definitely with you know mental health, other things, plenty of things. Both mainly like biological stuff. I was you know born officially diagnosed. I'm not talking about you know, emotional sport animal stuff. And I'm not hating on that. I love my dogs. I'm just saying, you know, you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, it's a very real thing. It's it's, it's not easy to do. So I think those people and those people at risk, um, really need support right now. And, you know, uh, again, I'm, I'm no perfect human being. I have plenty of faults, which is why, uh, you know, I've had failed friendships and relationships of the many before. Um, that being said, one thing I do always do is I always ask how you're doing with meaning. I always, um, try to check in with those clothes with me that I love. And I just would recommend that you do the same. Um, we're all not lucky enough, believe me, I can tell you to have, you know, healthy friend circles of people checking in on you. And that's really important right now. Um, and it's kind of funny because I actually was lucky enough. Uh, I, I met someone on my travels uh, to Hawaii. She's from Switzerland. She kickboxes. boxes, really nice girl. And she came on a whim to visit me like a couple of weeks ago before this stuff really got heavy in her country and ours, as you know her country locked down, followed by ours. So now she's kind of stuck here, staying with me. Um, luckily we get along and great, but like, it's just one of those things. that's kind of, I feel kind of weird fortunate. Cause like, usually I felt like I was on self quarantine for like the last three years of my life. Now I'm like learning to like live with somebody like, like, I'm sorry if it's TMI, but like, I think I burp and didn't realize like, Oh wow. Do I, I'm not that guy that just burps. Like if I've lived alone that long and like I have someone I live with now. Um, whereas other people would, you know, have isolated themselves and thank you for doing so. But at the same time that that's very, it'll be very difficult if this thing keeps going. So be sure to keep in contact with family and loved ones, not in literal contact, especially if you have an older family. Again, my mom, she had a stroke after a massive brain surgery. Um, So she's in a weird, she's a very immune compromise, um, as well as my stepfather and father. So I've been doing the care package things to save them trips. So again, just not trying to like not trying to try to talk for woke points here and get a woke pat on the back. Like, no, I I, I genuinely just want to pass that on and hope you guys are doing the same, because um, even those of us who are strong and all this stuff and have great attitudes, you'd be surprised what some isolation will do to the strongest mind. So moving on, we got some fun topics: seven movie wrecks, seven martial arts wrecks, and questions, and we're out. So the seven movie wrecks. Um, these first two were like were kind of like things you shouldn't watch, I guess. I actually watched this before this stuff got serious, and it was called It Comes at Night. It's on Netflix. And I was like, thought it was like, oh, what comes at night? Because I'm like a horror movie fanatic. I'm like, is it a monster? What's going on? We got Joel Edgerton. I'm, 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 I'm down. Let's see what's going on ends up being a movie about like kind of post-apocalyptic after a disease hits the world and like starts killing off people. And uh, it just shows human nature, like the bad side of it, kind of like the walking dead after the fun zombie stuff died down and it just became like repetitive human nature and showing how shitty humans can be. It was essentially just the shitty depressing part. And you want to talk about bleak endings. It is the bleakest ending and I won't spoil it. Um, I'll leave it at that. But I was like, that's a really shitty movie to watch. And I think it was actually shittier that I watched it before this stuff went down because like, now I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I can see why people are doomsday uh, prepping and freaking out at the stores. Um, uh, paradise now is a, a, it, like, it's like one best foreign film, like 17 years ago. It was a really cool movie, but like probably not the kind of, been, I, I took this off a list. The last minute because probably like a too heavy of a movie to watch. It's about like these two Palestinian brothers who get the call to do the whole jihad things. And it's showing that like, again, Uh, whether you want to agree or disagree or hate whatever you got to understand different parts of the world and uh, that was a good movie to understand like oh yeah I guess wow you know, not everybody um, are you know, from this part of the world or from this religion are, are evil, believe it or not. Crazy thought, right? Wow. Paradise Now is always a great movie to remind of that. Um, no, but Motherless Brooklyn was one of the food movies I made it out in theaters for. I don't know where it's streaming. So I felt bad putting this one on the list, but I suggest uh, you go watch it. Edward Norton directed it. He kind of had this one in the cooker for almost like 10 years. Um, I was following it a lot because I, I like Edward Norton. And um, I just like the premise of it, you know. It was a detective with uh, Tourette syndrome. Um, I really mm-hmm. dig detective movies. Always wanted to be a detective, and you know, let's just say Tourette syndrome hits close to home to your boy. So I was very interested, and he he did a really good job doing it justice. Like even the comedy of it, you know. F you know, and all these things like it was, it was, it, it wasn't a, it was really well done. You know, I, I, I don't think anybody would get offended from it either, like or anything like that. Like it was, it was really well done. Check that out. Um, I wrote Amelie on here, but that also comes with a pairing. Uh, Amelie, of course. Uh, wow, I can't even think of the famous French actress, but uh, was an award-winning foreign film. Um, again, even if foreign films aren't your thing. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, it'll really distract you and uplift you in an odd way. Uh, but it also reminded me of another movie, uh, Audrey, Ta- Audrey tattoo is her name. Um, the, the main actress is in, it's another French film. It's more reading, but this is a really cool movie. It's called, she loves me. She loves me not. Um, and essentially it's, a, it, it's, I won't give it away, but it's a movie between a, a relationship of two people. And it's essentially the same movie played twice in one movie, except the first half is from one person's perspective. And the second half is the exact same timeline and scenes, universe, all that stuff. No, no crazy twist like that as far as that goes. But it's from the other person's perspective and it's two different movies. It's crazy. Um, Red Belt. This one, you could consider this a full uh, Audrey tattoo. Thank you. Thanks. Sound of violence. Shout. Um, Red Belt. This one could be under the martial arts list that I'm about to give you. But this one, it's just really good drama because it's written by one of the best drama guys, uh, you know, uh, who did Glengarry Glen Ross, David Mamet. It's an amazing writer, not just for film, but for the stage is mainly what he writes for the stage. And you can kind of see in Glengarry Glen Ross, which is an adapted play. Essentially it's very like you could just do this in high school theaters. Um, that's also a good watch classic from the early nineties, but red belt with a true edge I believe is the, the actor really good. Um, and it pretty much is like a, it follows like one of those early like Wawa west ufc one days but there's a much more realer story um that's being followed and it's got a very strong jujitsu ties not too unrealistic you got some tim allen cameos he's probably drunk while he's filming it damn why are you taking shots at tim allen i don't know but go watch it uh the way of the gun <laughs> well, listen, pardon my french i don't know what the cursing is on youtube i do a lot of cursing on the podcast i'm trying to balance it here but like just the opening of the way of the gun. I think it's like, was it Sarah Silverman? It's like, get off the car, you whatever <laughs> you and your gay uncle or something like it. it was. Shouts to my gay brothers and sisters. Just just repeating the line of the movie. Um, it's not sitting any kind of bigotry. And then and the person that says it gets their comeuppance. But oh my god, the opening away of, of the gun is just fucking I just like the way of the gun. It's full of great Benicio del Toro. And it was also cool, Ryan Philippi, who like kind of disappeared off the face of the earth, but he's kind of like a baby face, you know. Um, at the time, like cruel intentions. And then he does this movie, Way of the Gun. It's just like this independent, like fucking slinging from the hip. I love it. James Kahn, Ca- Jimmy Kahn Ca- is in it. Nikki Katz, Nikki Katz. Nikki Katz is a bad guy. I haven't seen Nikki Katz as a bad guy since Days and Confused. Came here to do two things. All right. And uh, Wrist Cutters. Wrist Cutters is a good independent movie, a little fun movie about like. Uh, death the afterlife which maybe doesn't sound like the most uh, light of themes but it gives you a it gives you an alternative fun perspective on doom and gloom you got some guys like tom waits in there it's a good time the girl from the 40 year old virgin i forget what her name is she was cute um dead and breakfast it's a musical movie about zombies i think zombie movies are popular because we're all like we're all locked in and whatnot but dead and breakfast is a uh, is a musical with zombies you got guys like david Carradine. and that's right Choke specialist. David Carradine, Jesus, Dan. Pool Hall Junkies. I feel like the MMA, like the classic MMA guys, like they'll probably like stuff like Fight Club as I make fun of myself. Maybe not so much Taxi Driver because they're like fans of the Joker. And if you grew up with Taxi Driver like me, you realize where the Joker came from. So you probably also watched King of Comedy. And the Chats to Joaquin Phoenix did a good job in that. But pool Hall Junkies, I think like from average MMA fan, <laughs> um, trying to put that in a nice way, to like, random hipster to just people that are hopefully much cooler than me. I think we'll still like pool hall junkies. You got some fun, uh, f- fun, fun things at the, at the bar. You can learn little hustles there. All right. That was probably more than things. Uh, seven. All right. Seven, seven martial arts movies, uh, going back to like 1976 or something like early Jackie Chan, Shaolin wooden men. I love Shaolin wooden men. It is just a, a, a classic one. If you're into old Kung Fu movies, old Jackie Chan track down Shaolin wooden men. I'm going to post these on Twitter, by the way. And if you guys want to interact with me and, and and comment on that post, let me know if you like the recommendations, I've seen it, or when you do get around to seeing it, light me up there, tag me, tag the podcast. I'll respond. I'll share you all that good, good jazz. Another one from the seventies, about a year or two later, Snake and Crane Arts of Shaolin. Probably my favorite movie plot is Jackie Chan. Probably my favorite movie plot um, ever where there's this, you know, all these masters get together and they put all the best techniques into one book. And when they're composing this book, as soon as they get done, of course, somebody crashes the party, kills all the masters, steals the book. And Jackie Chan's character comes around. You see him, and he's claiming to have the book. And, of course, everybody's coming up after him. And he's, he's trying to figure out who killed the masters because one of his masters was the one that was killed, and that's the movie. And it's great. And one of the guys has come over to challenge Jackie Chan. I forget what he says. He's like, I'm so-and-so from the Wu-Tang Clan. And it's like a classic drop uh, from, from some Wu-Tang stuff. So protect your neck right you appreciate that um the killer 1986 this was probably meant for the movie list above because that was more like john woo chow yun fat better tomorrow is another great one as far as like early 80s john woo just fucking action more action than you know what to do with drunken master a classic hopefully you've seen that another classic 1970s jackie chan um go see that because you'll you'll hear when a lot of these chinese fighters come out too. they either come out to the wong fei hong version or the drunken master theme like uh, Yan Nan or uh, Song Kanaan. Um Iron Monkey, originally 1993, of course, with the help of Quentin Tarantino and other executives brought to the States in 2001. Track that one down, just great. Yen Wu-Ping um, action choreography, one of the best choreographers, of course, like Crash and Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Dragons Forever, by the way, like 1986. Uh, I know, shout out to Bloody Elbow, Zane Simon. I know Zayn loves, lo- loves that one. We've talked about that one. You got uh, Yuan Biao, who's super underrated. I mean, this guy was... Uh, as acrobatic as he was martial art, probably more acrobat than martial art artists and more acrobatic and stunt than even Jackie Chan. Um, Although didn't have the uh, opportunities to do his grand scale, but as far as what he could physically do, this guy's a freaking athlete. Sam Mahone did not look like an athlete, but you got to love him because he could spin kick like a motherfucker. Um, There goes the curse words again, Shogun assassin as far as 1980s. That's a classic A little more on the Japanese side. Uh, Gore. You'll see where Quentin Tarantino kind of, um, Draws a lot of his inspiration from, and then you can go into, like, Lone Wolf and Cub from there. And uh, Who Am I? One of my favorite Jackie Chan movies from the 90s. Really fun. Good plot. Good stunts. And then you got, like, straight-up fun martial arts uh, choreography. He does a fight with a hand specialist, so it's, like, fast hands. And then he does a fight with a, a taekwondo kick specialist, so it's just like, really flexible guy. And he has to, like, get past the guy with all kicks, and it was fucking super sweet. So those are the movies. I'll post the list on Twitter at MMA. Um, thank you guys. For those of you in the chat, uh, no questions today. I don't blame you. I was late again. It was, it was, it was my fault. Um, I had this channel actually set up for five years. The live channel was ready to go, but due to a lot of things have changed since then, including like, you know, Google accounts, email accounts, all that things. And I actually had to create a new channel, um, the other day and YouTube took longer than the 24 hour period. So I apologize. Uh, that's why it was about, that's what, that's why it was uh late. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to be going for Thursdays from here on out doing chat editions. Um, until cards come back. And when cards come back, we'll go back to regular breakdown shows in the podcast, which will also be here on this channel. So share and subscribe. And instead, I will be doing these kind of live chat, kind of uh, MMA chats for recap purposes. And we'll be doing that after the show. No added cost. Be on the podcast stream. Just more content for you guys. Assuming we get back there soon. Knock on wood. The Sound of Violence. Favorite bad MMA movie. I genuinely love the hell out of Fight Valley and Supreme Champion. You know what? Shame on me. I have not seen either of those two. And really mainly for Fight Valley because um Misha Tate's in it. Uh and um and yeah, and uh <laughs> we were in the military trip, I was you know, we were small talk talking about movies, and I almost like wanted to say, like, oh fight. I'm like, no, I don't want to bring up that I don't wanna watch it. I'm not gonna be fake and be like, Love in Fight Valley, I don't wanna be that guy and didn't see it. I gotta see that one though. Um, but so, what's my favorite battle one? I, I guess probably one of the Never Back Downs with my dude Todd Duffy in there. Shouts to Todd. Um, I guess that would probably have to be it. I don't know. Oh, I do like the one where what was it? It was an early 90s one. This probably wouldn't classify as MMA, but it wasn't like Never Back Down 2, or like, or whatever, where it's like in the cage, but it was something similar where this dude is trained by like the black janitor. It's like, it's like, and it might even be like the same black janitor from Rudy, you know, who who watches him from the sidelines. Like it was one of those things that he he used to be a karate man. He teaches him like karate and he goes and competes in like some underground tournament. If you guys can hit me up with that title and what movie I'm thinking about, this is like straight up 92 or 93. Like it couldn't have been later than 93. Like that's probably my my, uh, worst MMA movie if that even counts so thanks for that question um again we'll be doing more uh more of these so uh, i i don't expect the interaction to be be much i mean again my podcast is probably like 10 listeners so i mean i got like half of you on the chat today so that's that's an accomplishment um so no joke joking aside hopefully we'll get bigger thank you guys for stopping by for those of you watching on the replay again subscribe to techie neck podcast for free on itunes coming soon to stitcher and soundcloud or available for free as well on smartphone friendly Players at mixedmartialanalyst.com the host site get at me on twitter at dan tom mma and until next time protect your